Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Some of the headlines out there today really haven't pushed into the market too bad. Is it the dreaded summer doldrums? Is it the getting back to school? It's a lot of little things like that, probably. But I would say the drama's not really out there right now, which I feel okay with. Because there's some stories that are a little bit out there. You know, world markets were weaker today. And then it came time for the United States, and we we are shaking off the investor concerns tied towards Turkey. Turkey is a country in the Middle East. Some people would call it Asia. Some people would call it Europe. That means one knows that the established order of the world has a political price to pay, which is what I would refer to as shadowy foreign politics. Turkish lira has fallen nearly 30% against the dollar since June 24th. If you were getting ready to go to Turkey and have a vacation, you'd be like stoked because your dollar's going to buy you a lot more. So that's bad and good. Inflation's running about 16% right now in Turkey. And Ankara, which is the capital of Turkey, is trying to you know, keep things calm and don't get to calamitous. And they've got a president who has done some not-so-nice things to his people. So we pay attention to Turkey. A lot of European banks have exposure to Turkish loans. We don't want Europe to fail. I know you're saying, I want Europe to fail. I want to date a girl from Paris. I want Europe to fail. I hate Paris. I hate it. No one really... In the financial world, you kind of want everyone to do okay. Elon Musk in the news today, his plan to take Tesla private is a pipe dream. He's a brilliant entrepreneur, smart as heck, uh, visioneer. I'd pay to hear him talk. 
but a lot of people are saying that his taking Tesla private at 420 is a sham. So Tesla's struggling right now to service more than $10 billion of debt, and they have to make forecasted capital investments. It's not a cheap business to run. So Tesla generated about $11.8 billion in revenue, but had a negative cash flow of roughly $3.5 billion last year. So a little bit of financial engineering is going to have to take place. SEC will not like, you know, Musk's asserts, assertion that funding has been secure because that's tell, that's material information. Um, complicating Musk's vision right now is that Congress at the end of 2017 made leveraged buyouts less attractive by settling the new limit on corporate tax deductions for interest, just 30 percent. So we'll see. We'll see. He certainly is an interesting man to watch, is he not? So Amazon.com is in the news. Their ad business is going to be a major driver, topping their web services by 2021. I think if you own Amazon, you continue to hold it. And if you ever want to take half off the table because you did well in it, the rest is the dealer's money. Let it ride. Or the house's money or whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, they continue to impress with their way they're trying to disrupt. Uh, companies like Google say, let's come up with moonshot ideas. We'll figure out how to make money off of later. Companies like Amazon say, that's a trillion dollar industry. We, what can we do there? Elsewhere, Bayer's stock plunges after Monsanto ruling. This was brought up, and I don't explain this. The ruling of Monsanto having to pay $289 million landmark lawsuit coming to a TV show near you soon. But the California state jury basically found on Friday that Monsanto's Roundup and Ranger Pro products probably presented a substantial danger to cut consumers and that the company knew or should have known about the potential risks. So the case is the first of thousands to go to trial and a distraction for Bayer, which closed its $60 billion acquisition of Monsanto in early June. So big old lawsuit. How comfortable are you playing with that? Roundup has been sold since 1974 with about 270 million pounds applied annually. Um, I'm not going to get into the social ramifications. I'm just not going to do it. I will not win on for even trying. Twitter, their stock is up after an analyst said, go long. Puts a $52 price target on Twitter. You would almost think that President Trump has to have you know ownership or shares of Twitter the way he tweets. But he doesn't, or he shouldn't. Um, but this has been a pretty good run for Twitter, their stock. And the analysts are saying they're more relevant now than they have ever been in media. Dollars follow relevancy. It's kind of an interesting statement. Dollars follow relevancy. I can't say that I totally disagree with it. And I got to tell you, I kind of like it. It's got kind of a ring to it. Elsewhere out there, AT&T has gotten way too cheap. Take a look at the stock and what, how much of a dividend yield it kicks off. It's an income distributor. It's a dividend achiever. It's one of the stocks that I think you could buy without a lot of ramifications. 
I own shares of AT&T for the income for no other reason. I don't think that they're going to come out tomorrow and suddenly um, say something like, hey, we've come up with a new phone service that's going to allow you to beam food from part of a planet to another part of a planet. I think their growth is pretty muted. <coughs> I think the initiatives that Verizon have are more growthy than AT&T. But when you take a look at the dividends, um, what you get in pay, what you pay for in shares, and how, what percentage you get back, it's pretty attractive. In my opinion, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned on this show. Other big stories in the news, Tiger Woods obviously helping the PGA and CBS. Unfortunately, the golf season is start of kind of maybe over. Not quite. I know the nerds are going to attack me on this one. Um, but that's okay. I don't like being attacked. Almost 20 years ago, there was a company called Open Table, and they kind of changed the way we did a frustrating chore of getting a reservation. Now the company is starting to become very marginalized after having a big run. We didn't have to wait on the phone. We didn't have to plead with receptionists. We were just able to couple clicks or couple finger movements and swipe and boom. Set up a reservation in a pretty bulky book of good res- restaurants. So, Open Table basically came to us in 1998, so 20-year anniversary. It came very much so when there was things like Priceline popping up. Um, we'll talk a little bit more. There's competition. Will they win or lose Open Table down the long run? Competition for their business is not new. I've been a little bit disappointed with Open Table of recent. Anyhow, just interesting the way that business model kind of popped and hit, and it did. It was interesting as far as a publicly traded company. Uh, as interesting today, not so much. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. The Money Show is coming back to town, and one of the things that The Money Show does when they do come to town is they put together experts who can help explain the markets, whether it be Bitcoin or stock markets or housing markets and much, much more. Joining me now, Jeffrey Salt, Chief Investment Strategist and Managing Director of Equity Research at Raymond James. How are you, Jeffrey? Good. Good. What do you make of these markets, or what is Raymond James' official stance on these markets these days? I don't know what Raymond James' official stance is, but uh, I think we're in a secular bull market. I think it has years left to run, and I think we've transitioned from an interest rate-driven secular bull market to an earnings-driven secular bull market, and that happened in mid-2015 when earnings power started to emerge. And you think a couple more years, or 
no well, crystal ball as far of, as the history of secular bull markets is they tend to last 14 plus years and they tend to compound at about 15 to 16 percent per year so depending on where you want to start your count from whether it's october of 08 march of 09 or april of 2013 when the markets finally broke out above their previous highs uh you know you can you can measure from any one of those points but it still suggests we have another five six seven eight years left in this thing Mr. Salt, what will you be doing with the Money Show in the upcoming um, event? I'm going to be doing presentations, showing people what past secular bull markets have looked like, like 1949 to 1966 and 1982 to 2000. And I think we're in one of those type of bull, bull runs. What else can you tell us about your history, your background, that could give us a little insight into what to expect in the markets? Well, I got into the business in uh, January of 1971. I've held most of the positions you can you can hold. I came in as a trader on a trade desk and then a trade desk manager. I've been a retail stockbroker, a branch manager, an analyst, a portfolio manager, a director of research at five firms, head of capital markets at three firms. I've been writing strategy wow. since December of uh, 1974. I've always liked talking business. It kind of keeps me young, uh, studying up. Um, clearly, you have a thing for staying on top of business. It does keep you kind of young, doesn't it? Sure. The markets are always exciting. It's something new every day. Yeah, I love that you go all the way back to the 1970s. Anything else that you want to throw in, Mr. Salt, before uh, we move on? Uh, just that you know, most people don't believe it. They 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 think we're good, you know the market's long of tooth, which I don't believe. Uh, they think the market's going to crash. They think that the country's going to go into a recession, uh, and that earnings are going to fall off. And I don't see any of those things happening. Thanks very much. It's Jeffrey Salt. People can learn more information by going to themoneyshow.com. Um, there you'll see who some of the speakers are. Gene Simmons, he's going to be talking strategy. Jeffrey Salt from Raymond James. Jim Rogers, legendary investor. Maybe a, a tad, but how shall we say, on the opposite side as far as um, not, not negative, not negative, just pessimism. Maybe open-minded, some people would say. Uh, you got a lot of reporters from Bloomberg Intelligence and uh, forecast strategists from Mark Scusen and Christine Benz. She's going to join us later this week talking a little bit about the money show. You can learn more about it at, by going to www.kdow.biz. That's www.kdow.biz. Now moving onward and upward. Housing market. Has it hit a significant slowdown? That's a big question right now. A lot of people want to call the top of the housing market. I don't do that, but the housing market has hit a sudden and significant slowdown in the past couple of weeks that could continue in the next couple of months. The real estate brokerage company Redfin uh, basically said, you know, some of the data here is starting to look a little bit wonky. An unexpected drop in Redfin's bookings growth in the past three weeks, slowing traffic growth and a weakening real estate market. Boom. So I'm not one who tries to predict markets like that. Uh, one of the silliest stories of the day has to be McDonald's. Winning free McDonald's for lifetime. I guess that has some value, right? It's not a McDream, but I guess if you like the McNuggets from McDonald's, then you might have a McLong shot. Free food for life. They've got a gold credit card. Contest is aimed at boosting the popularity of its online ordering system. 
Uh, yeah, you can now get an app. Get close to a store. Boom. Link straight in. And, uh, do your thing, so to speak. You're going to receive what the company calls is the gold card. Good for two free meals a week for 50 years. Ah, suddenly the deal doesn't get quite as good, huh? Two free meals a week? Prize is valued at $52,350. Okay. Um, I don't know. If you're on, I'm going to say Wheel of Fortune, that's one that you're like, really? Do I really want this? How do I value this one? So uh, no odds of winning have been posted as of yet on that story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Elon Musk's still in the news. He's pointing the Saudis right now for funding his secured tweet that went out last week about potentially taking Tesla private. He's starting to look goofy right now. Now, he's looked goofy in the past and kind of cleaned it up, but the media is not being very nice to him right now. They're, uh, he's trying to clear up questions on whether he can take Tesla private, saying last week that, you know, you, you kind of have to be careful. You can't tout your own stock, right? You can't say, oh, someone wants to buy our company for $420, unless someone really does want to buy your company for $420. So Musk is saying, going back two years, the Saudi Arabian government approached me multiple times about taking Tesla private. That'd be a tough one to prove, right? Or I don't even know if that's true. Netflix, their CFO, David Wells, is going to step down. Now, here's the problem with that. As an investor, you build a case, pros and cons, on why you like companies. And, for instance, you may say, I like the management team. I like the product line. I like the subscription revenue. I like the margins. But management team something that it's not a bad way of looking at it. Will the 49ers go to the Super Bowl? Only if they've got a great coach and a great general manager. They're just as important. That's why they get rings, too, right? doesn't hurt to have a freakish talent, but it's the way of the future. So the Netflix CFO is going to step down, and he's been on with the company since 2010. The only thing I could talk to you about this is that Netflix spends a lot of money, and they do a really good job of funding what they're spending. Um, their quality programming is off the hook. It's crazy. for they will, they will be able to raise prices in the future. But anytime you move a CFO, you, you kind of go, well, what happens if this guy's aggressive with his accounting? Have you ever had an aggressive accountant? Oh, let's write everything off. Or you get someone who's like super conservative where you write nothing off. And you're like, come on, I'm pretty sure I can write off, you know, where my, my, uh, my necklace is. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If a seminar is coming up, you can use the code radio25 to get in for free. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.
making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Some days there's going to be a lot to talk about. Some days not so much. What are we looking at on the markets right now? You're basically got a little bit of eyeballs on turkey. The turkey trot, so to speak. It's weird. I talk to my own sound effects. World markets shuttered again today as basically there's a currency crisis going on in Turkey. The lira has tumbled on worries over Turkish President Erdogan's increasing control over the economy and deteriorating relationships with the United States. Uh, You're talking about a big military there. You're talking about a guy who's in control. He's the boss. Sometimes these things don't end terribly well. There's a risk-off mood generally triggered over in Europe, so... You're going to see more money flow into the dollar right now as a little bit of safety, but also the stock market, our stock market. The plunge in the lira, which began in May, looks certain to push the Turkish economy into a recession, and that's kind of unfortunate. So as Turkey gets weaker, so does the euro. As the euro gets hit, uh, maybe that bleeds over into the United States with less tourism and business. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I want to bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little financial planning. We haven't heard from him in a while. Chad. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Great. How are things new focus? Excellent. I love the, the canned answer. So Great. Excellent. Absolutely. Those good terms. Yes. Um, what do you want to talk about this segment? Um, I was re- reading an article at, I think it's like, I don't know. Oh, Kiplinger's, which is my favorite financial publication out okay. there for people to read. Um, I want you know if you look at studies that on a lot of these fun magazines that are out there, like Money or whatever. It's when you, when you go back and look at the articles they have in January, the top ten mutual funds to own now, and then in, you know two quarters later they have the top one hundred funds for the year. Those funds never appear on the same lists. It's okay. like you're just it just never seems to work out. But Kiplinger's always has pretty good financial articles. This one's okay. It's kind of uh, you know what people, what wealthy people are worried about. Uh, people that have a lot of money or a lot of net worth. And one of the issues that they're worried about is how are they compared to other people? And it's really wealth is relative to your expenses. Oh yeah. Um, I was saying the other night in one of the events that we were doing uh, was talking about long term care insurance and how important it is to look at, but at the same time, it's become very expensive. Last year, in 2013, uh, rates jumped drastically. Females often pay more than males because they tend to be in the nursing home. There's no more spousal discounts, and lifetime plans have gone away where if you go in with Alzheimer's for 15 years, you might get you know long-term care insurance plan that covers you for six, Yeah, um, but not lifetime anymore. And rates have jumped. People that have had policies have seen rate increases as high as 80%. So if you've bought long-term care insurance, it's probably going to go up in cost. And I always say, start shopping, looking at it, 55. If you're 55 and you're you know saved enough for retirement and your financial advisor that's you know fee-based yeah. has said, yeah, you're, he or she has said, yep, you're on track, you're saving enough. The sad part about that is long-term care is such a sad issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think people want to buy it because they don't want to ever be in that position. You know, the way you get around that is that nobody wants to go into a nursing home, right? 
Of course not. Awful. Right. These policies pay for people to come to your house to take care of you. So that's one thing to focus on. Yeah. But again, I think the barrier that I would have is I don't want to picture myself in that position. It's like one of the reasons people don't get life insurance. They don't see themselves dying. Yeah. Um, so I got to imagine long-term care is a really tough sell because it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's for worst case scenario that you hope never happens. Yeah. I, I don't sell it. And I know people that do, and I know people that have exited the business in the last year because number one, it was already a hard sell right? because it's insurance and insurance is tough because it, it's expensive and you don't get any money back. Yeah. And now there's these hybrid life insurance policies, which are better than doing nothing. It's better than leaving cash in a 1% CD. So if you got a lot of money sitting on the sidelines, it's kind of your safe money for if you go into a nursing home. There's these policies where you can use some of the death benefit to fund long-term care. Yeah. But if you pass away, your spouse or your kids or whatever, get the, get the life insurance. And it's not a great rate of return on your money. It's a little better than CDs. What do you think about a scenario where, like, um, I've got a uh, someone that I know that got offered life insurance at age, like, 72. Mm-hmm. Company was willing to buy life insurance on him. All he had to do was sign the paperwork. What do you think about those type of scenarios? Um, usually they're, I mean, most of the time you see those, it's for burial insurance and things like that. And what they're betting on is that, so even, even over the bubbles of balanced portfolios average, or the, you know, the, the big drops that we've seen in the last several decades, balanced portfolios have averaged about 6%, which means if you take the rule of 72, if you divide 72 by what rate of return you have, that's how many years it takes to double. It's rule of 72 is pretty cool. Okay. And so they're betting that, okay, it's, they're going to have you paying about $5,000 for a $10,000 death benefit. And they know that they're going to be able to kind of double that money before you die. <laughs> so, um, that's usually what the no brainer, the no underwriting type of programs are usually for things like burial insurance. If you don't have to do a lot of underwriting, go through physical, get on a treadmill, check your heart rate. It's probably not a very good deal. Okay. Um, the only time people, older people at that age need life insurance is for two reasons. Number one, if you have a pension that's going to go away at your death okay. and you're trying to protect your spouse, you might need some life insurance and term insurance doesn't work when you're over 70. Just is, it doesn't, it's so expensive. It's ridiculous. Right. Or if you're over 70 and let's say you're a very wealthy business owner, you've yep. got an estate that's, if you're single over 5 million or married over 10, yeah. And if you die, there's going to be an estate tax due of 40% plus over that value. And there's no liquidity. You're worth a lot of money, but it's all in your business. So your business rich, your cash flows fine, but your liquid asset poor. And if your kids have nothing to be able to pay that estate tax when you die, what are they going to do? They're going to have to sell the business or sell business assets or drastically leverage it. So what people do is they set up an irrevocable life insurance trust. That trust buys life insurance on that person. You create a tax-free amount for your heirs in order to pay the estate taxes. So that's the, those are the reasons. Or charitable remainder trust is another one, which we can talk about next segment. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I just saw something that kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, Lee and Wrangler jeans. You remember the the golden age jeans? I think it's probably my generation, but probably every generation says that. The Jordache, the Brooke Shields. Um, But VF Corporation is going to spin off $2.5 billion division, ultimately, of the Lee Wrangler jeans as yoga pants are shaking up the industry. 
kind of like your third grade daughter is wearing cute long white pants. Fourth grade, you're like, well, now they're capri pants. You know, kind of forced fashion, go with it. Um, but yeah, things change. So VF Corporation basically confirmed that it's going to offload denim and jeans in large part. They're going to you know dump it into another company. Going to try to get some value out of the company. Uh, but the slim down company now is going to increase their focus on active lifestyle brands like North Face and Jansport. Ultimately, yoga pants. Good living, right? You're saying you can invest in yoga pants. You certainly can. And Lululemon has been kind of the the hit or miss as far as execution goes. Which again, you can have the fashion, but you also have to have the execution. One of the things that worries me is that there's people who actually care about this next story. Today is International Left-Handers Day, a day to celebrate Southpaws. First and foremost, if there's a foundation of international left-handers and someone's getting paid to spread the PR news, I'm really worried. Papa John, CEO, is ready to fight. (laughs) It's like a bad Dixie Chick song. Uh, Papa John's embattled CEO, Steve Ritchie, braces for his life. Pizza is my life, he says. His quote is, pizza is my life. So ultimately, the CEO is in trouble at this point in time. He's a Louisville native. Uh, He skipped college, instead earning what he jokingly refers to as his Papa John's University degree. But the founder got into some aggressive PR problems by using the N-word. And again, I don't know what was said. So I should say alleged or whatever. But anyhow, uh, now the CEO of the company is under fire because everyone's trying to point fingers of whose fault is it. But his quote is, pizza is my life. Okay. And again, that goes back to the whole story of Pop John's and the founder fighting this, the board and you know everyone trying to point fingers on who's to blame and who's going to save the company and who's going to turn around and how can we end this PR nightmare? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's heading towards back to school time if it's not back to school time. We'll talk about that and more. Investing, savings, retirement, insurance. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Tiger Woods teaches you one business lesson again and again and again. It's all about the money. Show me the money, right? Again and again and again we learned this business lesson. Uh, eyeballs tuned up up 54% going into Saturday. To Saturday before Tiger had another successful campaign. I don't know. Is that the right way of saying that? Um, four days of golf campaign. <laughs> I'm so not good at this. But American viewers turned out big time. And uh, Tiger Woods brings big time viewers and uh, ratings. So I think he came in second. And I think that's good for the sport. How much money he's brought in. Like the... NFL fought for years and years and years about gambling on their games outside of Vegas or Atlantic City. And suddenly now that gambling's legal in more and more states, Supreme Court decision, suddenly the NFL's like, oh yeah, we've always liked you. You've always been our partners and we need to make more money together. Right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The money show is coming up a couple weeks, uh, just a couple days right around the corner. You can learn more by going to kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz and learn a little bit more about what's coming up there. Um, right now, the market's not hyper-focused, but it's focusing in on what's happening in Europe. Now, our markets are able to fight that. World markets. Who, who's the... Is it the tail that wags the dog, or is it the dog that wags the tail, right? We're fine. Uh, we got enough going on. But what you worry about is Turkey's not going to sink the United States. What you worry about, Turkey might take down maybe like Greece or Russia. <coughs> and uh, during that takedown, what you could find is like, and suddenly Russians are uh, vacation less in New York at the Trump Towers. And suddenly they're pouring less money into our economies. I mean, our elections. Um, and suddenly our elections are totally different. Like, so you can kind of see how this gets tied together, right? So the Turkish crisis is not a contagion yet. But you always wonder. A couple years ago, we had Greece. And every day, for about four months, we talked about Greece's contagion situation where, oh, yeah, the young students there don't want to pay taxes and they want social benefits and, oh, they only want to work one day of the year. And the establishment was like, oh, you need to take care of your grandfather. That's my Greek impression. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And um, thank you. Thank you. Accepting the Academy for most popular radio host. So listen to this. Changing topics. Do you help me, please? Amazon's ad business is going to be a major driver topping their web services profits. By the year 2021. Jeff again, Bezos is watching you. Um, hi, Siri. No, that's not Siri. Alexa. Hi, Alexa. Stream Rob Black and your money. I could do that right now if you're in your house. Hey, Alexa, stream Rob Black and your money. So hopefully um, I just got some more listeners for us. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. So what I own Amazon comes up as a lot of times. I, or I own Amazon. I don't know when to sell it. Like, they're kind of firing on a lot of cylinders. And their advertising business is going to be Amazon's next big business. Profits potentially could surpass that of their web services. And again, what kind of company is this Frankenstein? Is it a retail delivery company? 
Is it web services? Is it advertising? Um, Amazon Advertising Now is a major driver to results and valuation today. Um, $2,100 price target is what one analyst sees on it. Throwing that out there for you. And you can decide what to do on your own. Elon Musk, always in the news. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays out because kind of, his credibility is starting to lag a little bit. Remember, he's the kind of guy who threw out bad names and analysts, calling them stupid and much, much more boring, banal. And then suddenly he's like, whoops, they kind of control the stock price and that kind of controls my wealth and that kind of... So he started to play nice, but he's having a problem. He's having a, a public perception problem right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. Um, Magic Leap is one of the companies that's doing augmented reality. And from what I'm hearing so far, again, is that it's not ready for prime time. Magic Leap has pulled in over $2.3 billion in eight years to release its augmented reality headsets. And the field of vision I hear is tiny. It's cool, but it's tiny. Now, again, the first generation tech or the second generation tech or the third generation tech may not be the ones where you ultimately buy. What I'm a little concerned with is that's a lot of money to go in that company, $2.3 billion. And it's going to be very difficult to see how that company is ever going to pay back its investors. But it's early. We're giving augmented reality kind of a, uh, a huge, how shall we say, leash. So they're one of the biggest companies doing augmented reality. So we throw that valuation on them and we go, okay, well, where do we go from here? And how does uh, Facebook's augmented reality Oculus Rift division do going forward? Magic Leap have showed, has showed off the ability to project a solar system over a real environment with the Weaver able to interact with 3D objects. And eh, my fear is that $2.3 billion and all we could do is show you some pretty cool special effects. Um, show me the money. Where's the money going to be? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's Rob Black Show. Always have a seminar coming up around the corner. You can sign up for it at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. 